This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime today, Nate Green. Nate, how are you doing, and how excited are you for some Angels baseball? We are just one day away. I'm doing fantastic. I'm super excited. I cannot wait for opening day. I am so excited for opening day, and with opening day comes predictions, and Nate, normally I have a question for you. I don't have one. Do you have a question that you want to maybe start the day off with before we get predictions and everything rolling? Um, not that I can think of. Let's just get right into it. Let's get this rolling. But first, before we get going, I just want to say thank you so much to everybody for listening to this podcast. And everybody who supports this podcast, it means so much to us here at Talking Halos. If you could this week, especially since we have so many podcasts going out, share it with a friend. Share it on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Tag us. Share it. We would love it. Please do it. Share it with a friend. I, I, I can't stress that enough. I mean, it's been amazing, all the support, but if we can continue to grow, it'd be fantastic. And me and Nate and Derek and John and everybody who's been on this wild ride with us, uh, I'm forgetting Brock as well. It's been fantastic. And just continue, please, to share this if you could. Guys, if you had any questions, comments, or topic ideas, Shout us out. Give us a shout on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. If you don't follow us there yet either, do that. Just look up Talking Halos. In fact, pause this real quick, go follow us, and then come back and listen to the rest of this podcast and all the other podcasts we have going on this on this week of opening week. And, of course, you can follow myself on Twitter at Jared underscore Tims, Nate on Twitter at NateGreen34, Brock at BDROX8, John at Jegs Crane, John and Derek at DC Apollo. Fantastic, guys. Go do that really quickly if you have not already. And, guys, of course, before we get going, give us one minute to pay the bills. Some mornings you wake up feeling ready to just pull the covers back over your head and go back to sleep. No judgment, of course, but let's make having the most comfortable sheets the reason why. Don't love your sheets? Linen has you covered. They work directly with the manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without those luxury level markups. And Brookline is much more than just sheets. They've got comforters, pillows, towels, even loungewear, and so much more. So go to brooklinen.com and use the promo code BUDS, B-U-D-S, 
to get 25% off when you spend $100 or more. Plus, you get free shipping. Check out the description box for more, but that's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code B-U-D-S, all in capitals, to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more. Plus, you get free shipping. All right, enough with all the introductions. We have no news. We have no Otani time. We have no ranting about the bullpen yet. I think we might a little bit here in a little while. But no ranting about anything yet. Let's just get right into predictions. And fun show, as always. We're going to have quite a few different guests pop on in and out. I've been accumulating interviews throughout the weeks. We're going to have Nick Wright of Angels UK jump on with us shortly. We're going to have Taylor Blake Ward jump on with us, Brent McGuire. And, you know, it's just going to be a fun podcast. And I just wanted to start this one off with getting our predictions, and then we'll jump on to them. So, Nate, first and foremost, what or who has impressed us the most this spring? I mean, we could always go with the obvious answer. Uh, Jose Rojas looked really good this spring. He was really impressive. But um, if we're going to go not the obvious answer, I would say Jose Iglesias. I was really impressed with the way he played defensively. I know the the big thing going into this offseason was how are we going to replace Angels and Simmons defensively. And uh, I was just really, really impressed with the way he played defensively. And, I mean, he even hit, he even hit pretty good. So um, I'm excited for his season. I think he's uh, he's coming off a really, really good year in Baltimore. So hopefully he continues that here in Anaheim and, and has another really good season. Yeah, uh, Iglesias has been fantastic. That was always the worry in the back of my head was, who's going to play shortstop when Simmons is gone? He was an incredible defender. But – at the moment, I know it's just spring training. What we saw of Iglesias in spring training was unbelievable. It was a lot of fun to watch him, and hopefully the bat sticks around as well. For me, I, I think kind of the underlying player here has been Jose Quintana. Has He looked fantastic this entire spring, and I know it's very skeptical of all Angels fans to you know, say that a starting pitcher, you know, might actually be decent. But, man, Jose Quintana looked really good. And the fact that the Angels gave him a one-year deal, I think, is, again, kind of a story behind the story. Because I know that the Angels, the big stories coming into it was the Angels didn't get really any pitching. And Jose Quintana, a one-year deal, you know. And we compared it to Matt Harvey, Trevor Cahill, and Tommy Hansen, all the guys in the past. Rest in peace, Tommy, Tommy Hansen, by the way. I, I, didn't, I don't like bringing him up because it's, you know, near and dear to our heart here. But one-year deals, they kill us. They kill the Angels. But, man, Jose Quintana was a lot of fun this spring to watch. And it's going to be real interesting to see what he does. I think he's probably, I believe he'll probably get the start on Monday or Tuesday against the Houston Astros, and it'll be a lot of fun to go and watch and see him. So, Nate, anybody else before we get on to our next question? Anybody impress you or anything or any, you know, like, for me, another very impressive thing was the fact that the Angels really don't have a pitching coach right now. Yeah, Matt Wise has stepped in, but kind of on the fly in a sense. Like, there hasn't been any preparation for Matt Wise and staff saying that, oh, we're going to be the pitching coach. The Angels really don't have a pitching coach, and again, another underlying factor of this season is the fact that, you know, Mickey Calloway is probably no longer going to be around the team, and it'll be a lot of fun and interesting to see what the Angels will do with the staff, correct? Yeah, absolutely, and uh, if I were to say one more guy who's impressive, and I know you're going to uh, you're you're going to be like, what? He said that, but uh, Justin Upton actually looked pretty good this spring. What? Um, I know, I know. Look at me 
saying Justin Upton looked good. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, he, he did look good. Hopefully it continues, but um, he's had this before. But I, I'm, I'm hopeful that he can continue what he's had this spring, but uh, cautiously optimistic, I think, is the right word. That's a fair word for it, but man, he's looked good this spring. The Angels' offense has looked good this spring. Albert Pujols looks like he's 33 again. If that's a fair comparison to say, okay, fine, 34, 35. Again, I mean, it, it just looks everything looks a little different. Looks like the Angels are having fun. I think that's a that's going to be a big thing to watch as Opening Day rolls forward. So next, Nate and Nate, next question for you: Are the Angels pretenders or contenders this year? As of this second, I'll say they're pretenders. I still think uh, the bullpen's not quite there. Um, starting rotation, not 100% sold on it. I mean, we talked about it being a top five uh, rotation in the American League, and it very well could be, but it also could be a bottom five rotation in the American League if some of these guys don't pitch up to par or even average. So, yeah, that's kind of the, the one thing that's re- – I know we're going to score runs. I know that's going to be – the, the typical thing, but we've scored runs in the past and we just haven't pitched. So right now they're pretenders until they uh, sure up some, some key spots in the bullpen and maybe one spot in the rotation. Yeah, I, I'll go one step above you and say that the Angels are not contenders, but they're somewhere in the middle of, of what I asked and it'll be interesting to see. I don't know if they're necessarily contenders quite yet. I think they're really freaking close, though, I'll tell you that much. I think they're very close to being contenders, but, you know, if you ask me in a month what I thought, I think our our answers might change a little bit, and it it might be pretenders, and Nate, you might be correct, or the Angels might, you know, really be contenders, and we might be saying, going into June, or going into May, I guess, man, the Angels should be looking to trade for somebody here once July rolls around, and Again, I, I'm just so excited for baseball. Like I just, I just took a right hand turn there, thinking about baseball, and I was like, ah, let's go baseball season. So, yeah, I, I think they're. I don't know what's in between contenders and pretenders is. I don't know. I don't know, but the they, they are projected to make the playoffs in some prediction, like in some projections. So that's why I say contender or pretenders. But I don't know. That's fair. It's fair. So on to the next question: Who has the better year this year? Otani hitting or Otani pitching? Well, I'm a big Otani pitching guy. I think in order for the Angels to be good, Otani's going to have to pitch really, really good. Um, His offense can be okay, and they can get away with his offense being okay, but for the Angels to be in the playoff hunt, he's going to have to pitch really, really good. So um, hopeful that it's his pitching. It's tough to say that he's not going to, you know, be a better pitcher than he is a hitter. But being that he's going to probably get more at bats, I'd say at the end of the year, if he had a better hitting WAR than he did pitching WAR, I wouldn't be surprised. So I'm going to have to say Otani hitting is going to have the better year. But I mean, we've seen this stuff, and man, it's it's so much fun to watch that and see it on a on a daily basis. So. I, I don't know, or every fifth day, every sixth day, but it's going to be really close, I think. So on the next question, kind of the same question here, and who's going to be better this year, Jose Iglesias or David Fletcher? And I know I said Jose Iglesias has really had a great spring and has been impressive, but I'm going to go with David Fletcher. I think David's going to hit around 300. He's going to play really, really good defense. I don't know if Iglesias is going to hit 300. 
They're both not the the power guys. They're both going to hit between three and seven homers. Maybe Iglesias gets the ten, but I, I think Fletcher's going to hit over three hundred, and that's going to be the uh, the kicker for him. This is a tough question for me because I love Jose Iglesias. I love a good defensive shortstop. That is one of my favorite things in baseball is a really good defensive shortstop. But man, if if I didn't, if I, would it be crazy if I said David Fletcher might be an All Star this year? No, absolutely not. Yeah, well, I think David Fletcher might be an All Star this year, and I, I I really believe that. I think I don't know if the play is necessarily there, but. The I hope the Angels fans just vote, 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 vote David Fletcher into the into an All Star game. I really hope that's the case because the All Star game, yes, it's about the best players coming together, but it's also about bringing the fans together in a sense and and having a fan thing. And the most fan thing that the Angels could do would be send David Fletcher to the All Star game. Yes, Mike Trout needs to be there. Yes, Anthony Rendon needs to be there. Yes, Shohei Otani probably will need to be there as well. But, man, having David Fletcher there would be a heck of a lot of fun, and I would love to have David Fletcher get some national televised ABs and the national spotlight on him, and I hope they actually were to mic him up at an All-Star game. That would be a lot of fun as well. So, David Fletcher... Actually, that's going to be my bold prediction as well. And we'll just, let's just move right on to the bold predictions. That's my bold prediction. David Fletcher is going to be an all-star this year. Nate, you have any bold predictions? Bold predictions. I'm going to say Rasiel Iglesias gets 46. Uh, that's, come on, that is not analytical at all. Give me something better than saves. Like, give me wins you know, at least. You, you know I'm a huge closer guy. Having a closer is huge. So I'm going to go the closer route and make sure we get 40 saves out of Rasiel Iglesias. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. And I think if Rasiel Iglesias gets 40 saves, the Angels are a playoff team then. So you think the Angels are a playoff team? I still think they're pretenders. You can get 40 saves and not be a playoff team. I think I've seen Tampa Bay do it before. That's debatable. That's very debatable. But not going to argue with you. This is our predictions. I'm fine with that. And before we get on to everybody else's predictions, our guest predictions, which is Nick Wright of Angels UK, Jacob uh, Cisneros of Halo Hangout, Taylor Blake Ward, and Brent McGuire. Before we get to them, Nate, let's give our predictions for Angels record. I'll start with this since I think you're going to have to go calculator and and calculate it, though I don't know if you're going to have to do that. I just calculated. I think the Angels are going to be an 86 and 76 win team. That's fair. Is that a playoff team? It's pushing. So for me, for, for me, I think that every division is wide open. Can you tell me a division that you think is going to just be like blown away? I think the Dodgers are going to blow theirs away. I, I know that sounds weird. The Padres are going to be close, but I still think at the end of the year the Padres or the, the Padres aren't going to have enough, and the Dodgers are going to win that by about ten and a half or ten or eleven games. Excuse me. That might be the only one, but like I, I, you look at everybody else around the league, and anybody could win basically. Minus there are a couple teams, Baltimore being one of them. I think that might be one of the only teams. Pittsburgh probably is another one. The Rangers. But, I mean, again, you look around the league, and there aren't too many divisions where it's like, who's going to win? Or who's not going to win, you know? Like, who's going to compete for a wild card spot? Who isn't going to compete for a wild card spot, you know? I I just think that it's so... I think 86 wins is going to be pretty close to what, you know, it's going to have to be because I think that everybody... It's going to be hard to... You, you and I played college baseball. We know how hard it is to sweep a series. It's gonna, it's kind of. I feel like it's kind of that feel this year. 
not there's not going to be a lot of sweeping going on this year because everybody is going to compete and everybody is going to be playing so well. I think that it's it's just going to be tough for a uh, hundred wins this year. I, I really think that's the case. I think that that and that doesn't mean it's a bad year for anybody. I, I just think it, it's going to be one of those years where everybody is competing. And it's going to be a great baseball year. Absolutely. So give me your record prediction for the Angels before we get on to the interviews with everybody else. 80 and 82. As of this moment, they're an 80 and 82 team. Um, that doesn't mean that my answer can't change. You know, There could be an add to the bullpen, um, maybe a Shane Green real quick, um, something like that. But right now, with the injuries we've seen thus far in spring, all of them on the pitching side, which is always scary, and it seems to be a typical Angel thing. So that's the one thing that's going to scare me is we've seen this before where the Angels are predicted to be in the playoffs to win 90, 88 games, and they finish about 500. And until they fix some of these small needs, they're going to actually be big needs because you – you're going to run that bullpen out there a lot this year, and you're going to need that bullpen to be good. That's fair. That's that's fair. As always, guys, you know where to follow Nate Green. When his prediction goes terribly wrong, it's going to be Nate Green 34 on Twitter. All jokes aside, though, I think they're a better team than a 500-win team. But, again, it's, it's going to be close. I, I pre-recorded with Taylor Blake Ward a couple days ago, and I, I said that, it could the Angels could be an 80 win team. The Angels could be a 90 win team, and that's the consensus there. And I, again, I took the cop out answer by saying they're an 86 win team, and I, I, I'm totally still going to stick with that. I, I really am. I think the Angels are in between an 80 and 90 win team. I know that's not a fair answer, but I mean I think that's that's where they land. And Nate's on the lower end of that, and I, I'm okay with that. That's cool with me. But again, when you look at this season, I think this season is a stepping stone on to the 2022 season where we see the pieces really start coming together, the prospects come up. We're going to see Chris Rodriguez up this year. We may see Reed Detmers up. Joe Adele might be up this year. Brandon Marsh might be up. The pieces of the future are coming, uh, and I mean that in in the nicest of ways. The future is coming, and it's going to be a lot of fun to see what the Angels have in store in the upcoming years. So let's get on to all of our interviews. We're going to go with Nick Wright of of Angels UK first, Jacob Cicernos, Cicneros of Halo Hangout second, Taylor Blake Ward of Taylor Blake Ward. I mean, everybody knows who that is. The world-famous Taylor Blake Ward will be at the third one in line, and then finally we'll end it with Brent McGuire, good friend of ours, went to Canyon High School with myself, does a whole bunch of great stuff with Crashing the Pearly Gates and Locked on Halos. So, guys, without further ado, here are those interviews with everybody. <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome back. I am on with Nick Wright of LA Angels UK. Nick, how you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Thanks, Jared. Thanks for having us back on. It's great to talk to you. Yeah, I'm super excited because you guys, I, I, I said it off the record. I got to say it on the record, too. You guys are doing a great, great, great job over there. I know, you know, you said maybe the numbers aren't as good as you want, but you guys are doing such a great job for not even having the Angels remotely close to you I, I love what you guys are doing I will continue to support it and I mean just tell everybody where we can find you have your own you have your podcast which is fantastic I've been on it a couple times tell everybody where you can find your podcast and also Twitter because I know you guys are 
maybe you guys won't be doing a giveaway when this airs, but you guys have been doing great stuff on Twitter because everybody needs to go follow you. Tell us where you can find where we can find your podcast and where we can find you on Twitter. Appreciate it, man. So on Twitter, we are at LA Angels UK. Also on Instagram, you can find us on both of those. You mentioned the podcast. That's halfway around the halo. We usually post the week the links up weekly on the Twitter account, but please do go and subscribe as well. We're on all your major podcast platforms, and we've had some great chats and great guests, and uh, none as good as yourself, of course, though, and hopefully we'll be having you back on soon enough. Yeah, I am more than happy to join you whenever. I, I mean, you guys just had Joe Madden on, Darren Sutton. I mean, you guys have had some amazing guests on, and, and if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't gone and listened to the one with Joe Madden or the one with Darren Sutton, go listen to that because those are two really, really freaking good podcasts. And, I mean, you guys did a great job with Joe. I, I thought that was a lot of fun. I finally was able to listen to it. I was so busy, but finally listened to it. I, I absolutely loved it. Great job with that. But I want to talk a little bit of Angel's predictions with you today because you guys are the authority in the U.K. of Angel's Baseball. So why not get the authority in the Angel's U.K. to talk a little bit of predictions? So my first question for you are: is, are the Angels contenders or pretenders this year? I have to say contenders, don't I? I mean, my <laughs> optimism has been rising every week in spring training. I went into the spring saying, you know, if we have a winning record this year, it's progress. You know, some of these pieces coming up and hopefully... Hopefully we see a better ball club and some better baseball and at least a chance to win. But now we're like three, four weeks into spring, a week away from opening day at this time of recording. And man, we're, we're, we're good, right? We've got all the pieces necessary to, to be a contender. We've got unbelievable hits. Atani's the X factor, right? Atani's the X factor. I think that's changed everybody's complexion just seeing what he's been doing in spring. I mean, the, the way he's hitting a baseball... That is something that was lacking last year. Obviously, we'll get on to him on the mound, I'm sure. But the way he's hitting the baseball and just crushing it, and especially opposite field as well. You know, he's just locked in. And then, like, the X factor is him on the mound. And, yeah, it changes the complexion of this team. But I'm saying contender for the West, absolutely. I, I mean, it's spring training. I know it's tough to say that the Angels are contenders, but... I mean, I gotta agree with you. I really do. This is, you know, the first time that I've been asking these questions to anybody, and I, I'm with you on that. I mean, with the way they look this spring, I, I hope they're not going to buttercup us here with everything. But man, the way they've looked this spring has been unbelievable, and Otani has been the man. And that kind of leads me into my next question. I, I'll, I'll just go right to the Otani question: Who's going to be better this year, Otani hitting or Otani pitching? So I think this actually goes back to the previous question: If the Angels are to be a contender. Atani has to do it on the mound for me. I mean, he changes that rotation from, like, average at best to above average, if you have that sort of number one, number two guy in Atani, where he can just blow lineups away on his day. So, but at the same time, it depends how much they're going to hit him, doesn't it? If he's DHing five days a week, then that bat in the lineup, and I think he's probably going to hit in front of Trout as well. I mean, you're not going to have a better guy behind you to get some pitches to drive that out. As much as I want it to be him on the mound, I'm actually going to say Atani the hitter is going to be the better Atani this year. I don't think there's a wrong wrong answer to that. I think they're both going to be pretty good this year. I think what we've seen, what we saw as rookie year is pretty similar to what we're going to see this year. I, I really do, and I think it's going to be a real fun year. So we'll stick with the who's going to have the better season. We'll go with Trout or Rendon. I'm gonna, you have to go with Trout, don't you? I mean, he had a supposed down year last year, but 
anybody else is down here, that's like the best year of their career. So I'm sticking with Trout. He, he says he's going to bounce back. He's looked good, actually, as well in the outfield, hasn't he? Because where he's you know, regressed a bit, well, quite a lot, actually, is, is in the outfield. But this spring, again, you can't read too much into it, but it looks like he's got that step back. He's reading the ball better off the bat. And, you know, I think it just adds to his game. If he's got that dominant defense as well, I mean, you know what you're going to get with the bat. He's going to be elite. He's the best hitter of a generation. So, trial for me, except it's going to be fun seeing a full year of Anthony Rendon as well, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. Yes. I, I mean, I think the the not talked about enough thing that has been going on is going to be the Angels offense. I mean, it's one of the best it's one of the best lineups in baseball. I mean, when you have two of the best players in baseball and Trout and Rendon in the same lineup, I mean, it's going to be fun. It, it really will be and it, I'm just excited to see what they can do this year. That that's that's going to be the big thing and I saw you air quote Trout having a bad year. I mean, he didn't even have a bad year. He was almost the MVP exactly. and yet, yet we call it a bad year. It's it's so funny to see that, but man, if Trout can be even better, I mean, we say that every year too. If Trout can be better than he was the year before, it's going to be insane, and he's done it. So, man, I don't see why not. I don't know. I just think it was kind of an interesting question. They're going to be, they're going to be both real fun to watch. And I, again, I don't think there's a wrong answer to that. I think that Rendon could be just as good as Trout when you look at when you look at Fangraphs four, and I think that you know Trout could even be better. I, I don't know. They could both put up nine, ten WAR, and it wouldn't surprise me. And that'd be crazy to see that. So. Final question before I let you go. we got to talk about the Angels' record. What do you think the Angels will finish this year? So, again, I've been slowly making my way up these predictions. I said on uh, I was on ESPN on the UK baseball show last week, and I predicted us in second in the division with a wild card spot. But I'm feeling positive. I'm going, the Angels are going to win the West with 80, 88 wins. 88 wins for the Angels. Is that going to be enough? I think that's enough because I think the A's and the Astros have regressed enough that we're all around a similar sort of level and it's who can get over the bump in the end and I think that'll be the Angels. So I think 88 will be enough and it's going to be very close. It's going to go down to that final couple of games. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I think all three of the teams and I don't count out the Mariners either for some strange reason. I have a weird weird feeling that the that the Mariners are going to be in the mix like like the A's are going to be and I don't know. I mean, it, it's going to be a fun division. Like, I think all of baseball is going to be fun, but I definitely think that the Angels are going to have to really compete for the West to compete for a playoff spot this year. And I think that's where I, I mean, it's going to be. It's going to come down to the first two months. I know it's not how you start a lot of times; it's how you finish. But the Angels, the Angels' schedule to start off the season is is going to be pretty tough and pretty interesting. And I'm excited to see it. So, again, Nick, tell us where we can find you on Twitter and where we can find your podcast before I let you go. Thanks, Jared. So it's at LA Angels UK. You should be able to remember that one. <laughs> Just remember your favorite team and add UK to it. And the podcast is halfway around the halo, and we're on all your favorite podcast platforms. You should be able to find us there. Yep, guys, if you haven't listened to them or if you're not following them on Twitter, go do that right now before you get going any further with anything else you do. They do a great job. They're fun to interact with. They have they just give a different look at baseball from halfway around the world. It, it's, it's a lot of fun, and I, I really enjoy talking with you. So, Nick, thank you so much for joining me today. No worries. Thanks, Gareth. All right, guys, I am here with good friend of the show, Jacob Cisneros, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, Jared. How you doing? I am not doing too bad. We're going to continue with our predictions. 
First off, though, where can we find you work, your work? Because you do a great job with the writing. And also, where can we find you on Twitter? Yeah, so I write for um, Halo Hangout, covers the Angels. I also cover the Dodgers for Dodgers Lowdown. Everything in between at Student Union Sports. And you can find me at on Twitter at underscore Jacob Cisneros. Yes, go follow him. Go check out his work. He does a great job. In fact, we are going to go out to some Inland Empire games this year, and we're going to collab on some stuff. I haven't even told him that yet, but I have some ideas on what we're going to do. We'll, we'll make something work. We're going we're gonna to watch some baseball together out there and see what we can Sounds do. Good. So, But today, we are going to talk a little bit of Angels predictions, and are you excited? Are you excited for the season? What do, we, what do we got? It's baseball season, right? Yeah, it's baseball. I'm really excited for this season. I mean, any baseball is good baseball, I think, especially with 2020, the way that went down. So I think any games we get, the more the merrier, right? Exactly, exactly. So first question for you, are the Angels going to be contenders or pretenders this year? Yeah, I think they are going to be contenders. I predict them at least to get in a wild card, although now that I'm kind of, I'm second-guessing myself just because I think two teams coming out of the AL East might be realistic in terms of wild card spots. I think the AL East is going to be too competitive for them, but I, I, I like the Angels. I like what they have as a team overall. They have a great lineup, and I think the pitching's kind of coming around. I know fans want to see, like, a Bauer move or some someone probably, like, up to that scale in terms of pitching, but I think they're overall they're going to be a good team. Yep. I think they're going to compete, and I think they're going to be contenders. Yeah, I'm with you on that. As as I've said multiple times in this podcast, I'm with you on that. I think they're contenders. And I think I think I'm with you on that. I think the East East is crazy. I think baseball in general is crazy, and I don't think there's like a for sure anything this year. Like you look the last couple years, there's been like you know the Dodgers are going to win and the Astros are going to win. Like I think everything is kind of open this year. I don't think anybody knows where anything is going to go. Even like you look at the NL East and how good the NL East is going to be. The East in general, like the. AL East and the NL East, the Blue Jays could win, the Yankees could win, the Red Sox could win, the Rays could win. I don't think the Orioles could win, but heck, you never know. The Orioles could surprise some people, but yeah, it's going to be a crazy year of baseball. I'm super excited for it, so contenders, right? Yeah, for sure. Contenders for sure. I'm with you on that. I'm with you. So who is going to have the better year, Trout or Rendon? That's actually going to be a little hard one, just because I think Rendon's going to get used to being in the AL. I think like a lot of Angels players struggled right out of the gate during 2020, but I think Rendon's going to finally piece it together, and I think 2020 was a good adjustment year for him, just to kind of get his feet wet, feet wet in the AL, kind of get the pitching like figured out. But I, Trout's Trout, man. Trout's gonna he's gonna he's the best player in baseball. I don't think there's no argument about it. And I think he even said it himself, he had a down year in 2020, and it was only 60 games. And so that, it's hard to – when your worst season is like an average season for any other player, that's saying something, you know. Well, when your worst season is a good season for other players, right. that's that's how you know. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting question, and I've been asking everybody this. I, I, I mean, Rendon still had a great year too. Rendon was – I mean, when you look at fan graphs, Rendon – had a better year than Trout, but they both had MVP type of years. Rendon, I don't think, got the love that he deserved when it came to the MVP voting, but 
Yeah, I mean, I think that if I mean we're we're having a conversation about who's going to be better between Trout and Rendon. I think the Angels' offense is going to be perfectly fine. It's it's going to be a lot of fun to watch them. So on to our next, who's going to have a better year, Otani hitting or Otani pitching? That's another interesting one too. I I like both. I mean, from what I think, I think it's going to be Otani's hitting, just because I'm a little worried about his whole injury bug with the pitching situation. I. Obviously, I want him to see him go all the way and pitch as many games as he can because he's really good at pitching when he's on the mound. And if everything is going right for him, I think he's going to have a really good season pitching. Um, Hitting-wise, though, I know, I mean, it looked like he was fine during the season and he was just that power is just, it's, it comes easy to him. It looks like it's just he swings it and he, it drives the ball to all fields, so. That one's a hard one, but I think I'm going to go Otani hitting just because I'm worried if somehow he, some injury bug happens, I think, or something doesn't really go right in the in his rotation spot or something. So I think it's safer to say Otani hitting. Yep, I I think so too, just because he's going to get more at-bats than he does innings pitched. But when you have some of the best stuff in baseball on the mound, and you can also go 450 the opposite way, I don't think there's a wrong answer, and we saw it this spring. I mean, he was he was incredible hitting wise. Like it was, it, almost every swing he took, it was like, well, that ball's going out of the park. Well, that ball's going out of the park. So I don't know. It's gonna be a fun year as long as he stays healthy. He's the X factor as always. So, give me a bold prediction for the year. Um, you want Angels or all of MLB? Give me Angels bold prediction. I know you've been thinking of some. All right. Um. I'll actually say Otani wins MVP. That is. Because I think um, even with Rookie of the Year, I know um, people are kind of skeptical why he got it, and I think it was just because they didn't really understand the value of his pitching and hitting at the same time. And I think if you have a full, fully good season and he dominates in pitching and he does at least good, decent in hitting, I could see him actually winning MVP. Yeah, historic season. If if he does, if he stays healthy and does both well, it it'd be a historic season. I mean, we haven't seen anybody do this since Babe Ruth. Literally, Babe Ruth was the last guy who who's done something like this. And the Babe Ruth comps, granted, Babe Ruth, best player, arguably the best player in baseball history. And I mean, if you comp Otani to Babe Ruth and see what he does this year compared to like I think Babe Ruth did it for two years where he just kind of went off and did did both. I, I don't see why you can't give the, the Babe Ruth comp because – or even give the MVP talk conversation because Otani probably might be the most valuable player that the Angels have. I know that war value-wise it might not be that way, but I definitely think you know when you look at value, Otani is probably going to be the most valuable player. And I think it's been stressed this spring that Otani is going to be the, the X factor. If Otani goes, the Angels go. So final question for you before I let you go. What will the Angels' record be this year? Um, I'd have to say at least probably close to 88, 85 wins, which isn't a lot, but I think the AL West in a whole is kind of taking a step back. I think the Astros are taking a step back. The A's are taking a step back. And I think the Angels really stood par with their moves. So I don't think they got really better, but I don't think they got worse either. So I think that's definitely something to keep an eye on. But I think even 88 wins might win the division. So it'll be interesting to see, but I can definitely see them around that range. Yep. So, and I think you're in that terms of saying that the Angels probably will make the playoffs then with 85 to 88 wins. Yeah. 
I can definitely see him making the playoffs with that. Perfect, perfect. Well, thank you for joining me, joining us here at Talking Halos. Uh, tell everybody again where they can find your work and where they can follow you on Twitter. Yeah, um, I, like I said before, I write about the Angels for Halo Hangout, write about the Dodgers at Dodgers Lowdown, uh, everything else in between at Student Union Sports, and you can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Sistanos. Jacob, thank you again for coming on, and have a great day. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Jared. <laughs> All right, guys, I am now joined by the world-famous, yes, world-famous, I always got to introduce him like that, I'm sorry, world-famous Taylor Blake Ward. Taylor, how you doing? Man, I've, uh, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it this time. I know. It's been a busy probably week, probably all of spring training for you, but I wanted to get you on talk a little bit of of predictions because you've been around the team a little bit around the team in air quotes you've been on some the zoom calls a lot of the time talking with as many coaches as many players as you can I wanted to get your feel on this I we've already talked to Nick Wright of Angels UK and Jacob Cisneros of Halo Hangout and now Taylor Blake Ward man I'm excited to talk you know talk to you about this uh, virtually present I think is the term to, to use um no one's uh, paying for me to go to Tempe, Arizona, which I think is uh, – you know what? I like Tempe, man. I like Arizona, so I wouldn't mind if I would add a nice little paycheck to go with it. But, no, it's, uh, it's been fun to do the virtual stuff, the Zoom calls and everything. And um, Nick Wright, dude, he is a good kid. I love Nick Wright. Jake Cisneros uh, is a nice kid, too, but Nick Wright is such a stud, dude. I, I love what he's doing with UK Angels and everything. I'll Nick's a good guy. I, I preached it to him, too. I, those, the guys at Angels UK, halfway around the Halo, both him and uh, both Nick and yeah. and Dave do a great job. I, I love what they do, and, and I, say, I couldn't preach them enough. I told them that, told them that the whole time. I told them that the uh, entire time. I, I was on a Zoom this morning, and um, it's uh, the first time I met. So it's my mother-in-law's brother-in-law. Okay. So I don't know what that is in relation to me. I guess it would like, be, like, my uncle-in-law a few times removed or something like that. But, um, no, so England, I, I had it in my mind, and then uh, Nick put some – it's just – I love uh, I love England, man. <laughs> I love the U.K. I got to I gotta find my way over there once all this cools down, coronavirus, all that stuff. I, I, I got to find my way over there. I know my girlfriend's going to want to go over there. But, yeah, and I, I, honestly – you know, I, I love what they're doing. I, I really do. But I want to talk a little bit of predictions with you, Taylor. And yeah. the first thing that I want to know is what or who has impressed you the most this spring? Oh, you know, three names came right to my mind. Um, Chris Rodriguez. Uh, you know, Chris Rodriguez, you and I have seen him when he was fishing, uh, gosh, two years ago, 2019-ish. Um, absolute stud. I mean, just everything that you're seeing is the real deal, and it's so impressive. Um, Juan Ligaris, he looks fantastic. And I've always been a big Juan Ligaris guy. I think defensively he is so special. And he, he won a gold glove just a few years ago from what I'm remembering. And just seeing the bat turn around the way it is, I think he's really special. But uh, I think the difference maker for the Angels this year is Jose Iglesias. I think he is so stinging special. And I've watched him from afar, been a fan from afar, never knew the bat was what it was. The defense stands out for itself. And, um, you know, the Angels have been blessed with one of the best defensive shortstop, but one of the best defensive players of all time in Andrew Simmons. But I'll tell you what, Jose Iglesias coming in right now is, 
missing Andrelton Simmons. It doesn't seem like anybody's missing Andrelton a whole lot right now. And that's, that's a, speaking huge marks on Jose Iglesias. What a stud of a baseball player. I would say he is a, he has really turned my – my attention is heavily on him. I think he is so important to this team. Yeah, you know, we saw what, we did, what he did in Detroit, and then he turned around and got, like, a minor league deal with the Reds, and it was like, what the heck is going on? Why is this guy getting a minor league deal? One of the best defenders in baseball, and he's showing it right now. And that trade's looking really good for Perry and staff, and, I mean, the team in general, it it looks looks really good. Kind of a, I guess, side note on that. Do you know how he's helping out the, the minor leaguers? I know Jeremiah Jackson was up for a little while. I, do you know if he's been kind of a big help with them? You know, I don't. Um, you know, we we talked to some of the minor leaguers really early in camp, so we didn't get to have a full, you know, you're kind of scheduled to what they have scheduled for you. And we talked to Jeremiah very early in camp. Uh, Jeremiah looks good at shortstop. Um, you know, there's a lot of questions about his long-term ability at the position, and I think th- there's reason for that. But watching him play shortstop this spring, he looks really good. Uh, I was pretty impressed with Jeremiah's shortstop. Levon Soto, obviously, in camp, and he looked like Levon Soto, you know, kind of a high-contact guy, and the defense is fantastic. Uh, I have no idea how much Iggy is helping the Miley kids, but, um, yeah. Tough question. Sorry, man. <laughs> no, you're good. I've, I've been meaning to, I, you know, try to get a hold of Jeremiah, in a sense, and, and ask him, see how he's been, see if Je, uh, see if Jose Iglesias has even really been, been around him that much. Because he seemed like that one of those guys that was at the top step, giving everybody high fives. I remember him coming up to uh, Shohei Otani after he had his second home run and saying that was two on the day and a four on the year for him, being all excited. So, I, I don't know. I just kind of a random thought there I had about Jose Iglesias. But, you know, yeah, the, the, the virtual stuff, the Zoom stuff, it's nice, especially since we get to be home or, or whatever it is, and that's how we get to cover the team. But it also does bring challenges. You, you, being there with the player themselves kind of adds to the story. And you can talk to, you know, used to talk, uh, you know, walk into the clubhouse and every single day Cam Bedrosa was the first guy I see or Mike Morin was the first guy I see, Matt Shoemaker was the first guy I see. And, you know, it doesn't have to be anything. Blake Parker. And, you know, one day we're talking to Blake Parker, and he's like, yeah, I'm living in my RV in the parking lot or whatever it is. And you're like, well, that's new. You know, never knew about that kind of thing. So it's like, you know, you, you miss those stories. And it, when it's limited to Zoom and, and these virtual phone calls and things like this, it does limit the relationship. Uh, you know, you always keep the personal or the, the, the professional relationship. But, you know, you, you build those relationships through the in-person thing. So that's kind of a knock in that. You know, I would love to be able to see Jeremiah this year and talk to him in person, but I even think even on the minor league level, we have no idea what the media credentials are going to be like when it comes to the minor league side, even if they're going to permit media to be in half of these stadiums, uh, Major League Baseball, whatever. <laughs> you and me being on Zoom kind of works, but <laughs> for the listeners, um, the eyes went back to the back of my head and then rolled all the way back around the bottom, so <laughs> I'll just got to leave it at that. No, no, you're good, you're good. So back on to the Angels this year. Do you think they are contenders or pretenders? They've had a really good spring, and I know there's not a lot to take from spring training, but, I mean, they look pretty good right now. It looks pretty fun. That is, and I have mi- to pick one of those two. It's the million-dollar question right now, and, I mean, is there a middle Is there a middle ground to that? Contenders, pretenders? I, Do you have a word I, for it? it <laughs> uh, a tender. Okay. They're no, a tender? No, no contender or pretender. It's just tender. 
Yeah, the Angels obviously have signs of being a very highly successful team in the American League. Shohei Otani showing what he's done. If, if this is the Shohei Otani that we saw in the spring and he takes it in the season, that is the guy that could win the MVP. Dylan Bundy, the way that he's pitched, could be a Cy Young Award winner. I think realistically it, it kind of falls on the bullpen and the health. And I know that's kind of been the question for years, but health is always going to be the biggest question. I mean, shoot, look at Chicago White Sox who come in as possibly the favorites to win the American League, maybe them and the Yankees. The White Sox already hit with Eloy Jimenez, pectoral tear, which is awful, just terrible. I'd hate that for Eloy, and the White Sox look really exciting. But health is going to be the number one priority, and that's something you can never judge or, or, or think about what's going to happen health-wise. I think a lot of things have to click for the Angels to be contenders. I don't think pretenders is the right word because I don't think they're going to flounder the way that other teams will. But I think they're still pretty even ground. And I, even talking to some uh, colleagues of mine, I think anywhere from 500 to nine games over 500 is reasonable to think that's where the Angels could be, which would be, what, 81 to 90 wins. And I think that I'm probably right in the middle there. I think they're an 85-win team. And whether that gets you into a wild card game or whether that wins you a division, that's going to be up in the air. I mean, obviously we know that Houston and Oakland have both fallen off a little bit from the last few years, but they're still very good teams. And I, I think Oakland is still one of the better teams in the American League. I think Houston is Houston's another team that I think health is really going to have to be a very high focus of what happens with their season because – all it takes is one guy going down. I think Houston really could flounder. That said, they could also be the best team in the American League, and I wouldn't be surprised in the least. And when it comes to the Angels, I think just a lot of things have to click for it to be contenders, that real word, contenders. Yeah, you know, you, you <laughs> the, the Angels see the White Sox early. The Angels see the Astros early. It'll be interesting to see what, what they look like, especially. I, I know two of the better teams in the AL for sure, and – yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Our listeners have heard me say it, I think, four or five times now on, on this podcast. You know, they could be anywhere. I, I, I'm still up in the air. It's, it's a coin flip for me, and it is as bad as that sounds. I mean, I, it seems like a lot of us are on the same page with what the Angels Angels are going to do this year, which is kind of, you know, how it's been in the past. And it's, it's unfortunate, but at the same time, it's an upwards trend, I believe. So... You mentioned Shohei Otani, and I got a Shohei Otani question for you because I mean, it's not a Talking Halos podcast without a Shohei Otani question. Who is going to be better this year, Shohei Otani hitting or Shohei Otani pitching? Oh, man. Um, hitting. The dude is elite. I think he's an elite hitter. What he's done from just seeing him this spring compared to last season, and, and whether health or, or body, whatever it was, Looking at this, Shohei Otani has a chance to be an elite hitter. I think he has a chance to be an elite pitcher, too. But I think that the probability, I think I'm going to play the numbers here and just say he's going to have more at-bats and, and things like that. I, I think as a hitter, he's pretty special. As a pitcher, guys don't have that kind of arsenal. But to make it work, it is challenging. Um, I want to see command be refined a little bit more. The stuff is obviously some of the best in the majors. Um but I think he's just a little bit, I, I think the word, more refined at the plate than he is on the mound. And I think that's going to be the difference maker. But this guy has a chance to be, like I said, you know, this guy, if, if Shohei is healthy on the mound and does what we saw in the spring and healthy at the plate and does what he does this spring, that's an MVP caliber player. Uh, that's someone that we talk about 
in in baseball history. Um, and this season could be that kind of season for Shohei, and we're, we're waiting for that. But these lofty expectations, I feel like it, it has to happen before we really set those lofty expectations. And this could be the year. I think we've said that for some time, but, but realistically, Shohei is healthy, 100% healthy for the first time. We, we see the drive on that back leg. We see the arm speed on the mound. We see everything kind of piecing together. And we see at the plate the confidence and not not coming out of his swing. You and I talked about this, and we were even trying to think of terminology for what it is, but the fact that he is staying balanced at the plate and not falling out of his swing, this guy, he's something else. And he's a freaking nature athlete. He's a real physical specimen. I'm I'm on board. I think Shohei Otani is a real threat to being uh, an MVP caliber player. Uh, whether it's, you know, obviously he's with the Angels and I cover the Angels, but it wouldn't matter if he was playing for the Cincinnati Reds or whoever the hell he's playing for. This guy is one of baseball's best players. Yeah, I'm super excited to see him. And anytime, I don't like to make the Babe Ruth comp, but anytime that you can remotely compare a player to what Babe Ruth did, it's it's unbelievable. And that's what, I mean, we're hoping that he does is, you know, get those, the he pitches really well and he hits really well, and no one has done that since Babe Ruth. So it's fair in a sense, but at the same time, you can't compare him to what Babe Ruth did, and I, and I totally understand that. But, I mean, it, it's, it'll be real fun to see what he does this year. So back on to who has the better year, Trout, or who, yeah, who has the better year, Trout or Rendon? Uh, Trout. Um, not a knock on Anthony Rendon, who, you know, we all know Anthony Rendon, what he brings to the table, but um, <laughs> best player in baseball, bro. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's, uh, that's comparing – not apples and oranges, but about 50 apples to one orange. Um, Mike Trout's the best player in baseball. And, I mean, we look at him having a down year last year, and he's still, you know, what, finishes top five in MVP voting or whatever. No, it's Mike Trout, and I don't think it's close. And that's not a knock on Anthony Rendon, who, you know, I know this isn't a statistic that is necessarily a, a huge measurable number anymore, but Anthony Rendon could probably lead the league in RBIs this year. Yeah, it's still going to be Mike Trout. Oh, oh, 100%. I totally agree with you there. I, I just had to bring it up because Trout had the down year last year. Technically, I mean, depending on what you're looking at, Rendon might have had the better year when it came, you know, when it's all said and done. But, I mean, heck, having both those guys in the lineup is going to be a whole hell of a lot of fun for 162 games. And add in Otani and Pujols in his last year, and hopefully we see Upton do his crazy thing. It'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. I'm super excited. So last question before I get you going. Give me a record prediction for the Angels. I know we kind of already did that, but narrow it down for me. Give give me a number. Uh, let me get my calculator out because <laughs> I've got a. Uh, <laughs> let's see, eighty-five and seventy-seven. All right, I, I'm with that. I mean, that's that's a fair. I think everybody again back to what we said. If your your high is eighty-nine or ninety, you wouldn't say what the hell. I mean, the same thing if you said. 82 wins, there you would say, oh, you know, or 79 wins. You, yeah, you it. it's a cop-out. I mean, it's a fair cop-out because anywhere from 81 and 81 to 90 and 72, I think it's fair. So I'm going to take the middle ground, say 85, 77. You know, and obviously if you're doing the math with me, you're doing 162 minus the win total or whatever. But anywhere from 81 wins to 90 wins I think is realistic. Yep, I and I totally agree with you there. And Taylor – 
before you get going, tell us where we can find you, where we can find your work. I totally forgot to do that when I introduced you because I had the, <laughs> I had the elaborate introduction. I'm sorry. I, I apologize for forgetting that. But where can we find you on Twitter and where can we find your work? Well, the world's famous Taylor Blake Ward can be go. found on Twitter at Taylor Blake Ward. You can check out my work at homeplateview.com. Um, we are not going to initialize that because uh, as I did the initials, I realized that it was HPV, which is not a great thing to promote necessarily. But uh, homeplateview.com, uh, new website about the run. And uh, we're going to have some fun stuff for you uh, periodically through the year. And um, it's going to be uh, more specialized content, but it's going to be really fun. Yes, go check out everything Taylor does. He does great with the Angels. He's going to do great with the draft. He does it every year. It's amazing. And, Taylor, thank you so much for joining us for this uh, great prediction special that we're having. Yeah, you got it, bro. Hey, you, you need to go hit a suntan booth or something, man. You look I That smile is shining white. <laughs> I, I don't know what i got to do. I mean, it's, it's baseball season right now. I'm in the sun like 12 hours out of the day. It's ridiculous. My, my girlfriend's saying the same thing, like, we compare arms because she used to be in the sun all the time, and now she's the white one, and I'm not anymore. So I, I, well, I don't know. Uh, what to tell you. Hey man, it snowed in my backyard just a few days ago, and I went outside without a shirt. My wife couldn't see me. I blended in, so <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I, I got a white shirt on right now, and I, I'm I, I total contrast in colors. I see it. So <laughs> thanks for coming on, Taylor. You got it, buddy. <laughs> All right, guys, I am here with our final guest of this great prediction podcast we have going on. Great friend of mine, good friend of the show as well, Brent McGuire. Brent, how you doing? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me back on. It's always good to hop on, and I'm super excited for real, meaningful baseball to be here. Yes, everybody has is so excited. I mean, we just talked about it off the record. I mean, man, we are so excited just for baseball in general. I mean, granted, I've been coaching college baseball, and everybody's been watching spring training, but man, it, nothing better is nothing is better than opening day. Nothing is better than opening week, and it just feels so much more satisfying this time around, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just like I said, I'm super excited for Real Games to be here on Thursday. Yes. So before we get going, Brent, tell us where we can find you on Twitter and where we can find all of your work. Yep, you can find me at bmags94. That's my personal Twitter, uh, running the Lockdown Angels podcast. You can find that at Lockdown Angels on Twitter. And my written work is at Crashing the Pearly Games. Yep, go check out all of Brent's stuff. He does a fantastic job with Lockdown Angels. He does a fantastic job writing on Crashing the Pearly Gates. He gives a different perspective to baseball, the analytical perspective, but also understands that, you know, there isn't an all-analytical side of the game as well. So, Brent, let's talk a little bit of Angels predictions, and let's start with spring training. Who's impressed you, or what has impressed you the most this spring? So, I'm sure other people on the show have said Shohei Otani, and I think that's a totally justifiable answer. I think he has been the most impressive player in camp by far because of what he's doing on both sides of the ball. But I'm going to give some different answers. Uh, on the pitching side of things, Chris Rodriguez, oof, I know we've been big fans of him for a long time, but the stuff looks awesome. There was You couldn't have told me before spring training that he was going to make the opening day roster. That was just not something that was going to cross my mind. But here we are. The dude's throwing 98-mile-per-hour two-seam fastballs at the big league level. We're seeing the nasty breaking balls. He's, he's just been awesome. It's a good story, and it's a great development. For the Angels, 
On the flip side, offensively, Juan Lagares was another guy. I wasn't expecting that much. I figured he had a good shot for the fourth outfielder's position, but it's not just, you know, he's a good defender, but the way he's been hitting, it's beyond the stats. It's the fact that he's hit a home run 452 feet with an exit velocity of about 112 miles per hour. Both of those are personal bests, and he hit another long home run a couple of days ago. Those are the things you're looking for in spring training. I'm not saying he's going to be a star or anything like that, but I think there's a real chance that he could be the everyday right fielder at some point pretty early on in the season. Yeah, and interesting thing that you bring up with Juan Lagares, the fact that he's set personal best in spring training. Like When you think of Juan Lagares, it's the defense. It's the gold glove caliber defense. It's how good he is on the defensive side of things but not the fact that he absolutely crushes balls all of a sudden. It's it's a lot of fun to see the changes. So, Brent, who do you have – or next question, should I say. Are the Angels going to be pretenders or contenders this year? I, I think they're contenders. Now, this might spoil my prediction a little bit later on, but I, I don't have them making the playoffs right now, but I absolutely think that they're going to be playing competitive baseball. Now, I've probably guessed this before at some point over the last five years. Obviously, that has not happened, but I'm looking at the shape of this roster and just how particular players have performed, namely Shohei Otani, and I'm kind of buying in. I think there's enough here. I think there have been enough steps back from the Houston Astros, the Oakland A's, that the Angels are going to find themselves in the mix. I think the problem is there are a lot of other teams in the American League that are kind of in that same boat above 500, maybe not going to win 95 games or so. I think there's just going to be this mad dash for a handful of playoff spots, and I I think the Angels are going to fall a little bit short, but I absolutely think that they're going to be playing competitive baseball this season. Yeah, and actually a question that I haven't asked anybody yet, and you'll be the first person that I ask, do you think the Angels are buyers or sellers in in July? This is a great question. I've definitely thought about it a lot, and it's really going to dictate the Angels' season where they go over the next uh, year, year and a half or so, because we know how many free agents that they have at the end of the season. If they're out of it, if they're five-plus games out, they're almost certainly going to be selling just because they can get guys back. But hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully they're within a couple of games of a playoff spot or leading a playoff spot at that point, and they go out and buy guys. I mean, look, I know you and I have talked a lot uh, on and off the record about the Angels and what they've been trying to build in the farm system, but there's also an argument to be made that they've got Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon right in the middle of their primes. Shohei Otani might do big things this year. This feels like a good year to kind of push your chips in just a little bit. So hopefully they're buyers at the deadline. Yep, and you know, you, you mentioned Shohei Otani, and as always, you know, this isn't this isn't a spring training podcast for anybody without mentioning Shohei Otani. So, who has the better year, Shohei Otani offensively or Shohei Otani pitching? I'm going to go with uh, Shohei Otani, the hitter, but I'm definitely a lot more optimistic about the pitching side of things uh, based on what we've seen recently. Yes, I know the ERA has been bad. I know he left the start early on Monday with the blister, but the stuff is back in a really, really big way. So. This is a lot closer than I thought before, but just watching Shohei Otani at the plate, I mean, he has looked comfortable since the very first game. He's hit just some absolute bombs out to dead center field, to left field. 
the plate discipline has been there. He's just looked so much better at the plate. I'm expecting him to kind of replicate what he did in 2018 at the plate where he was one of the better hitters in all of baseball on a uh, per-at-bat basis. So I'm going to take Shohei Otani at the plate pretty comfortably, but I'm a lot more encouraged about the pitching side of things now. Yeah, I, I think it's easy to say that Otani hitting is going to be better just because he's probably going to get more at-bats than he is innings pitched value-wise. But at the same time, you mentioned it, the stuff is so good. It, it's it's almost impossible not to not to hope that he is going to be a Cy Young candidate, an MVP candidate in general because of what he can do on both sides of the of the ball. So, Brent, do you have any bold predictions for the Angels that maybe not a lot of people are thinking of? So maybe I'm sure other people have thought about this in some sort of perspective, but this is the same one I gave over at uh, the Locked On Network. And I have this hunch that Shohei Otani is just going to do something that nobody's ever done before. I'm predicting 100 strikeouts on the mound, 10 wins, sub-4 ERA, and at the plate, 20 home runs, something like an 850 OPS, 10 stolen bases. Again, I don't know. Maybe Babe Ruth did that at some point. I'm going to guess that he didn't. I, I'm just going to guess that Otani's going to have this crazy year where he puts everything together for the first time. Maybe it's the only time he's ever able to do it over a full season, but I'm banking big on Otani this year. Yeah, I, I've been the same way. I've looked up multiple stats of what Otani can do both offensively and on the mound that nobody else has ever done, and we're talking Babe Ruth status. It, it's it, it's unbelievable what he's done, and he could surpass what Babe Ruth did. I believe it was in 1918 or 1919, and when we have to go back that far to find a stat, it's, it's absolutely incredible, and to compare him to Babe Ruth as well is incredible. I don't think it's necessarily a fair comp, but it, it, nonetheless, it's, it's incredible what he might possibly do this year. So final thing before I let you go, Brent, and I let everybody else go, what will the Angels record be this year? I have been stuck on 84 and 78. I just I think they're going to be in the mix. I really think they're going to play competitive baseball throughout the whole season. I I'm just I'm a little pessimistic about the pitching staff as a whole. I think there are some problems in the corner outfield positions. I think first base could be a problem if Jared Walsh takes a step back. But ultimately, there's enough talent on this team that I think. They're going to have their best season in over a half decade, but it's just not going to be quite enough to get them back to the playoffs. Yeah, you're not really even on the low side of things. You're right in the middle with everybody else. I, you're at 84. I think Taylor's at 85. I think I said 86. I think the high side could be as much as 90, and I think Nate Green was at 79 wins. So anywhere in between that totally totally fits the you know fits the build. So. Brent, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and tell everybody again where they can find you on Twitter and where they can find your work. Yeah, uh, thanks again for having me on, Jared. You guys can find me at BMAX94 on Twitter. And if you go there, you can find the Locked on Angels podcast as well and uh, Crash of the Pearly Gates. Yes, thank you, Brent, for coming on. And, guys, thank you so much for listening to this amazing prediction podcast and have a great rest of your day. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. 
legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history, relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.